Well, I've been thinking a lot, Matt Ray, about QR yeah. codes. I think QR codes have finally arrived. <laughs> how how are they? Uh, yeah. It's like what what what's keeping Cote up in the middle of the night? <laughs> QR codes. Yeah. I think I think uh, I think now that they're added as a, as a thing in in iOS and maybe I'm sure they were been in Android since you know 1972 or whatever. But now that they're just available, it's a click good on. year for Android. <laughs> yeah, like I, I still feel like maybe I should ask. I should ask people who are you know normals, or as the Australians would say, normalies, uh, and uh, like figure out if they use the QR code function. But I think I think QR codes have arrived. You know, they're definitely there for authorization things, for the logging in stuff, all this, all these things. And I know Websites. maybe, yeah, maybe three or four years ago we covered QR codes, some interest in them. Uh, but I think, I feel like we're going to enter a couple of years of solving boring problems, like with <laughs> QR codes that will affect our lives. Like I used one, I was in London earlier this week and I went to the, uh, former Pivotal Labs, the VMware offices. They send you an Apple wallet thing as a temporary badge that you can scan to get into the gates below. And, uh, it's just a QR code. Now, of course, usually it works great. It didn't work this time. Uh, but whatever. I mean. Yeah. That you you know that it's it's a it's a fine technology when it doesn't work a hundred percent of the time. You're really pushing the edge, and and the boundary. But but may, maybe maybe it's achieved, pen, like mainstream penetration because people are like, yeah, usually that stuff works. Mm, yeah, yeah. But I think I think I think it's it's uh it's it's the future, Matt Ray. I think I think it's going to work out. <laughs> now, see, I, I'm thinking. You know, if we were, if, if I go into my storage in Austin, I can dig up my QCAT. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old QCAT. I mean, I use it. I use it to to do uh, here in the Netherlands Tiki payments to pay things. And this, yeah, this is what the following is what made me realize that I think QR codes are the future. I was putting together presentations uh, today. Uh, today was the deadline for submitting, uploading your quote unquote final slides. And I'll get to the, remind me to get back to the file naming format because it's just, it's great. Uh, to VMware Explore, which is occurring uh, August 29th to September 1st. I'm taking over someone's talk, so I'll be giving two talks at VMware Explore, formerly known as VMworld. You may know it as, uh, yeah. as uh, VMworld. And, and uh, soon to be Broadcom Explore? I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not privy to the <laughs> the, the integration conversations. Uh, okay. Go on there. So I'm they, sure they haven't renamed the conference yet. They're like, we'll we'll see how this explore works out. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's going to be. You know, it's it's. I, I have no input. Uh, but <laughs> you know, as always, uh, you know, I think I I just want to. I appreciate the professionalization that goes into um, you know providing uh, slides about ninety days, forty five days before an event. But That's let me impressive. get let me get your opinion on this, Matt Ray. Is that necessary? Well, um, I think the problem with providing slides that far out in advance is they assume that your slides are timeless. Yes, <laughs> and this... I'm sure I'm sure your presentations are timeless. But if you're talking, well, maybe uh, maybe that that's a. a, a, a VMware Explorer kind of uh, thing. I mean, Legacy Conf, we could ask for the slides right now. We don't even know when the conference is. Yeah, because <laughs> this is a good point. That's a good point. No, that, that is, that's, you know, my main concerns with, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I did, I did the work and it's going to be great. I mean, you've got, you've got three things that come up. One, uh, you're it, it, assuming that you, you, you follow the letter of the uh, putting the word in all caps final 
in in your file name. Uh, that means you can't really change them. And so there, <laughs> put final v two. Well, hold on, I'll get to this. And that, but that that means that uh, your your information is going to be forty five days out of date, right? Things may change, and uh, so you, you got have that. a new title. You 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 maybe you added a, another middle name. I don't yes. know. You know those slides need to be refreshed. Now right and then, more realistically, and I know you know this, and and some of our listeners, I, I know, uh, I know, know SSH JJ is in the audience here. We can see him. You know, by the way, if you want to watch live streaming, we live stream most of our episodes. Kind of a weird time today because there's no Brandon, but you can just go to, uh, you know, I don't know, go to softwaredefinedtalk.com and find out where that is. But realistically, what this means <clears throat> is that it's totally incompatible with my way of doing presentations, which is like the most professional I've ever gotten at doing presentations is maybe about a week ahead of time I start thinking about it and uh, kind of figuring things out. Yeah, and, I, I'm more of like, you know, submit a title and a wishy-washy abstract and don't bother me until like two days before the talk. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And so like, I just, you know, that's my, that's my style of presenting. And I know it's like uh, whatever word, people want to use hoity-toity privileged or whatever. But I feel like I feel like there needs to be a checkbox that's like, I have given more than 50 talks. And so get the fuck off my back. Right. Like <laughs> and and it's it's yeah, almost like yeah. there should there should be sort of like uh, it's like airline and travel status. Like at some point you should you know you've given enough talks. Uh, you know, maybe you need to requalify with maybe, you know, two to five a year or whatever. There'll be a qualification period, but I feel like people should be like, "Oh, right, no problem, right?" And like, uh, you, we'll we'll see you the day of, right? Bring bring an HDMI connector. That's all. And 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 if you have video that has audio, whoever presents, they always ask you this: whoever presents a presentation that has video with audio, maybe people outside of computer <sighs> land. So 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 at the open source summit, some of the talks were stream were pre recorded. And so the the speaker wasn't even there. And so, you know, you go into a room and they're just like streaming it. And I was like, well, what was the point of this? You know, they, they didn't even have like, you know, the, the speaker taking questions that, you know, that, that just drove me batty. Cause I was like, I can, I can watch videos on YouTube. You know, I, I wanted to hear the speaker and then probably have follow-up questions. So, yeah. 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 I, I'm sorry, sure. sorry to rant on that, but man. Maybe I should try that next time. I'll just put in some little audio thing. And at the beginning, be like, first of all, I've always wanted to do this. They always ask me if I have any video with audio. And so here is uh, some video with audio uh, that I'm going to put in here. It's only 45 seconds. has nothing to do with the content. So please, uh, please bear with me. So you got that going on, which means this leads to if you are in the, uh, the titanium level of uh, public speaking, you, what, the trick that you learn. And I think, I think this was crystallized in my head. Was it? I, I don't know. It, it was finally like the concrete was finally dried on this idea by, by, by Bridget. And it was that what you do is you just have big pictures on every slide. And so that way, basically, you have a picture that kind of fits to whatever you want. And yeah, uh, yeah. And, so the, the Andrew Clay Schaefer school just yes, know, grab yes. some, some provocative looking photos, throw them into a blender and get up and talk. And well, I mean, because because we used to have the uh, the. Um, uh, the slideshow karaoke, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Have you ever done that? I mean, that was. Oh yeah, uh, I've, I, I've been I've been sort of forced to do that a few times, and it's, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it actually worked out well a few times. So you know, and yeah. given five minutes to prepare, man, you could kill it. 
yeah no i i think i think it's it's it is fun to do you just have to be in the right mood so yeah so th- that's something you can do you just put uh big pictures on there kind of vagaries right now i i've been developing another theory uh and then we'll get to the file names well well and 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 my my next theory is that if you have to submit slides like 45 days ahead of time the trick that you do is i think what you have to tell me but a lot what of what a lot of sales engineers and field engineers do is you just have a 200 slide deck and as you're actually presenting it you can bounce around to like whichever part you want right like that I should try that next time and just basically put together a slide deck of all possible slides I've ever used and then be like this this is my 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 <laughs> this is my <laughs> underscore final like, deck. Uh either like a Kote, you submitted fourteen hundred slides and you're like, yes. I'll be like, fuck yeah, I did. Because I'm a goddamn PowerPoint DJ, motherfucker. Like <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm like, gonna... <laughs> it's an animation, watch. <laughs> No, but then you you do PowerPoint, you do PPTX. There you go, DJ PPTX, and and what you're doing is is basically at that point just like a, a DJ. You're reading the room, and mm. uh, you're reading your own vibe and everything, and you're just skipping through, just like pulling a bunch of vinyl, or I guess it's not vinyl nowadays, but pulling a bunch of vinyl and MP3 tracks from your directories and your your bins, and just throwing together the presentation as makes sense that day, right? So you get the the room moving, and uh, yeah. you know I think. I think that would be perfectly fine. Now to close out, the thing that really that really gets to it is the the slide. You know, whenever uh, uh, you need to have a file name, right? And uh, you know, when when not only does it have the word underscore final in all caps in it, but it's followed by an underscore that has a a uh, a, day, a numeric representation. I don't know what ISO this is of the day followed by the month, not the year, but this implies. Like I don't, I don't think anyone wanted to do record keeping of when it was finalized, but it definitely implies that there is going to be. Uh, this is not the final version, and there are going to be many more reversions. Which, reversions, which I know, I know this is an old point or an old joke, but I feel like it's something worth revisiting constantly. Is that like, if if you think that it's still okay to put underscore final in in something that you know is going to change, then you know you should go back to college. And kind of, re, you know, kind of like you maybe what you need is like, Kote, I learned I learned nothing about slide naming in college. Well, no, no, not even not even for slide naming, but just naming, but just to lay the foundation that like words mean things that like, you know, there's you should have some like there's like this reality out there and that like the behavior that you do day to day, if it's in conflict with reality, your stated intention you're just you're sort of like you know pooping all over your ability to have like you know uh, your cognitive load. Like it's just one more thing. Like we got a lot of things to worry about, and the fact that like your people are knowingly calling something final when it really should be called just the start underscore you know two eight oh seven. Like uh, the, it, your 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 file names are a narrative. You know you know pres you know uh, VM VMware you know keynote underscore just getting started vmware keynote i think i've uh, got about 50 percent done here um this is a good uh, rough draft let me know what you think feedback welcome dot pptx <laughs> feedback welcome that would be great we're gonna we're gonna do all communication through uh there's there, there, there okay here's our here's our startup idea 
you know, we talked about incident.io last week. This is the the this is of course like the April Fool startup idea is we realized that office workers do a significant amount of semantic communication through file names. So we're just going to embrace this whole hog and we're going to have an entire white collar workflow system based sheer only on file names. So we'll maintain a directory of files. Uh, and as workers communicate by changing the name of files and adding new files, uh, we'll send notifications to them. Uh, it's currently only available uh, invite only on iOS. <laughs> well, Speaking of, you know, getting getting to our, uh, you know, less. Well, I don't know this. That was a, a pretty, pretty tech related thing, Matt Ray. I think I think oh, we're, yeah. we're improving yeah. lives. It's, it's news. news. I think news. I think I think related. I was and, I, and and it's not so much. This is just wonderment at the world. You know, I use this program called Text Expander. Not as much as I used to, but I use oh, it. So you, you actually use it. Oh, yeah. And it's it's you great. You're a user. Okay. I mean, it, it does. It does exactly as I say, what it does on the 10. There's some advanced functionality, which I'll summarize briefly that I don't really use. You pay use. for it. Uh, yes, I, I pay for it. Oh. Because because I find it handy, right? Like, so if I, I want to know, I, of course, don't have my phone number memorized, right? My Netherlands phone number, but I can just type in NL phone and it will just replace it in most any field that I'm using on my computer and the good apps on on my phone. Uh, <laughs> See, that's that's my problem. Is I haven't bought into the defaults lifestyle enough to be only be using the good apps. Yeah. So yeah. You know, well, half the stuff I'm using is janky, and then yeah, you know, and then yeah. I'm like, whatever happened to that app that I really loved? And you know, just like I found out before the call, it hasn't been developed in six years, and they're looking exactly. for a new maintainer. Yeah, but you know, you type in NL phone and it replaces it with your phone number. I can type in NL address; it'll do that. You know, there's more. There's even more advanced things. Like I don't use this so much anymore, but there's this practice when you're writing that you uh, you can uh, uh, that I learned from Corey Doctorow. I mean, he didn't come up with it, but you can put in the letters TK in your draft, and that's like come yeah. back and revisit that. And and the logic there for people who don't know is that the letters TK occur very infrequently in the English language. I, I forget when there's a few words that they occur in, but basically if you, no matter the size of how many words you have in writing, if you put TK in, it's probably not an actual word. So you can go back and search for that. Yeah, so, I, I was just put triple X and, you know, but apparently uh, maybe Mr. Doctor uses that a lot more than I do. Well, you know, he's, he's writing lots of reviews of Vin Diesel movies. So it com comes up a lot, but uh, like, uh, so, you know, I had one that like you, you write in TK and it does a TK with little parentheses next to it and it moves the cursor in there. All sorts of fun stuff like that. Now, Text Expander has more advanced features where you basically can create forms, uh, mm -hmm. kind of like like UI mail merge, if you will. Yeah, you can enter yeah. things, which is also fine. But so it's a good little app. It's been around forever. But apparently they just got forty one point four million dollars in funding. Which Whew. like I don't I don't really you know it says in their press release it said they have a hundred thousand monthly users and I tried to do them I did some math you can sign up for like a basic account for like an individual account for like three or four dollars a month and uh, you know then there's the enterprise tier of call us and there's a business account with shared shared people Whoa, that's ten dollars a hundred thousand times three or four and they got forty one million dollars so I used I used eight. Somewhere in the middle there, right? So, of course, that comes up with 800,000 revenue. So, you know, we're talking somewhere between, let's 800, say... 800,000 monthly revenue? No, no, that would be... Oh, yeah, that would be monthly, wouldn't it? 
Wow. Right. That's a lot of revenue. Huh? Well, it's still not though. I mean, if you're talking, you know, let's, let's, let's bust it. Let's bust it down to 500,000. We get, check my math on this, Matt Ray, because that doesn't seem hundred thousand users. Right. That's a nice round number. Yes. And just pick a number for how much you think the average. Let's say five dollars. Let's so five hundred thousand a month. Yeah. Right. And then, yep. Six million a year. There you go. As as my you know our friend of the podcast Mason Carroll was in uh, in in uh, in town last week, and as he told me, don't do math in public. He's like, <laughs> never do math in public. Yeah. So unless you I, want to be second guest. Yeah. So so one, that's a lot of revenue. And hopefully, I don't know if those are paying users. Maybe there's free trial users, but whatever. Right. Let's say yeah, they but, even have a million a year in revenue. I would still be astounded at that. You mean a million a month? Yeah. 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 No, yeah, a million. We're, a, we're talking six million a year. Yes. If if if, if we're at uh, five hundred thousand a month, but. To get forty-one million, that means somebody wrote them a check who thinks that they can get to a ten x multiplier on their return. Yeah, and so I mean, what I'm saying is like, I don't like what. How how do you do more? Like it's uh, <laughs> well, I get, well, hear me, hear me out. There's more than just text you can expand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, obviously, the, I mean, there's such a it's such a feature that's in danger of getting Sherlocked, right? I mean, the the. You know, Mac OS could come out with something. Windows could come out with something. It, it, it eats into other applications. You know, smart clipboards. Mm-hmm, you start having mm-hmm. a copy and paste ring. You know, it's it's just how do you get to how do you get to 10x return on 40 million dollars? Now, okay, maybe you're making exact. You're making me think this. I mean, let's let's uh, let's 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 sort this out. Is, is there some is there some adjacent market that they were like, you know what? If we had if we if we could double our staff. We could go after that. Yeah. That's the, it, can't, it can't be like, you know, the world just doesn't know about text expander. Like the product's think, been yeah. around for, for 15 years, right? Yeah. I think I think what we're world doing, knows. we're entering, we're we're entering another another episode here of the software defined talk uh, venture fund. Uh, you know, we might we might invite <laughs> one of our partners from the hedge fund over the private equity yeah. firm to kind of participate. But I think you're right. The first thing you're gonna do. Obviously, there's not enough awareness of this, so you're gonna we're gonna see a new new marketing efforts, a lot of product led growth, stuff like that. But I think that this the, the other thing that's going on here that might be in the deck is a reference to low code, and that is so you've got those forms you pulled together, and the enterprise thing is you've got teams that are gonna share these forms, and what if we connect these to like your Salesforce or a database? And now yeah. all of a sudden we've got a uh, we've got a low code work for work work form platform where we're building up workflows of things uh, that can have value and you know we've got our new marketing effort so we can do our, our our PLG effort to do this but we also have our existing customer base and we can start to convert them over to this kind of like connecting stateful text expander is what we're talking about here it uh, maybe even transactions. Chatbots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think uh, I think maybe we might be off to the races uh, with with something. You know what? I, I I bet that I bet that VC pitch slide deck had machine learning in it. Oh yeah, yeah, and I think, but I, I this connects to 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 something else uh, to to maybe even our our next topic here, which is I think maybe one of the roles that I can play or that we might want to have be a uh, kind of like a. Uh, uh, more of a centralized source in the software-defined talk uh, hedge fund industry. We'll, we'll call it, what should we call it? We should call it a uh, software-defined talk uh, 
finances. We need some name that is like an all encompassing, <laughs> like it's both our private equity firm and our, our uh, hedge fund and our venture firm. Right. And also, and also a wealth management firm, just kind of like, is, is that enterprises? Is that what we want to go for? Software, software defined, defined enterprise. Fund. Yes. Th- <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I think, I think what we're going to need is we're going to need some ethical input into oh you lost i have half the market right there now hold hold on it's not that ethical the only ethical input is just we call it we call it the uh we call it the uh the screwdriver uh filter which is like but does the world really need this right this may be profitable but does the world need it and the baseline here you know to get one of my current hobby horses is like we don't really need 30 to 40 types of screws it's just like it's unnecessary, <laughs> right? But that, that's not like something. There, yeah. There's not some VC who's out there like, you know what? I got, I, I got a billion dollar idea. New kind of screw type. Well, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just representative. Like I, I, I would be willing to accept two to three types of screws, right? Like we have one screw that's just like the default screw everyone uses everywhere. I don't care what it is, but just one. And then you can have a decorative screw. That's cool. I don't mind a decorative screw, whatever that means, right? And then the the following one, I'm a little... Well, no, the decorative screw is the optional one. But then I, I can accept that you need some sort of like... Um, what's the security? The equivalent of security through obs- obscurity w- with screws, which is like, it's a non-standard screw. Well, that, therefore that's, is, Apple, that's Apple's technique. You know, we're like, you know what we're going to do? Pentalobe. And you're like, wait, 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 I don't have pentalobe. You know, I was like, hmm. And, you know, and then I fix it sells a pentalobe, you know, adapter that you have to go and buy a whole bunch of screw screw heads. And that's Apple's play is they they put all those rando types of screws on there. Exactly. Like, you know what you need? Torque too. But, but the, yeah, but this second category of, of screws, the security screw, is it's based on the idea that like people will not be carrying around this specialized screw head, but in whatever fantasy realm we're talking about, for some reason, they are carrying around the other screwdrivers so that, you know, they can't unscrew things. You see these in like airports and industrial settings where it's just like not a standard screw holding things on. And so, sure, whatever, we can have that type of screw. And then maybe a decorative screw just because like whatever. But really, I think humanity only needs three types of screws. Anything else is just just capitalism gone amok, right? So we take that same that same sort of approach, the same theory to the, the, the investments that we have. And we say like, yes, this might even be profitable, but does the world need this? And I feel like maybe whatever text expander is thinking of moving into, I'm not sure the world needs it, right? It may not well, be something that's, that's required. It could just be, you know, and, th- and therefore that $41.4 million, you know, we can round it down to 41 million. That's cool. We could even round it down to 40. We'll I think perhaps it. Yeah. perhaps it should be allocated to other things uh, like starting up uh, the software defined uh, talk, you know, funds uh, fund uh, or or other other areas that more ethically uh, will sort of like allocate cash into things that humanity needs, not kind of duplicating uh, things and specializing in there. Now, that said, I do enjoy text expander, so uh, it'll be fun <laughs> to see them yeah. getting better. Yeah, I mean, wait, wait, didn't we make fun of... Uh... One password when they raised what they raised like two hundred million some some ridiculous amount yeah yeah I, I mean yeah. you know also it, it could also be a case of like now I'm fully open to uh you know we just need an existing brand an existing cash flow thing and we're just going to expand into entirely new types of business I mean that would be 
kind of like a, 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 a somewhat PE sort of approach to it of just like, we're just buying this thing to fuel something else, which, which that could be cool as well. That, that's the, to me, that's, that's gotta be what it is. They must have some better idea than, you know, the world just doesn't know about text expansion. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're going to merge into this, uh, into this, uh, Citrix Tibco thing I've read about recently and just kind of throw it all together. <laughs> well, then we'll invite them to legacy conf. Yeah. Bring back, uh, I think maybe they could shave off like Claris and uh, FileMaker from Apple and really throw together, maybe throw in the, uh, the Omni, the Omni group and, uh, we're hey. off to the races. Yes. I would recommend that they should also purchase set app. Which basically, I think, I think you've got a good pitch there. This is we'll and, get, and bring back control plane, please. Yeah, we'll get the software defined. <laughs> Needs talk, a maintainer. We'll get the software defined talk venture fund. Uh, some interns on this to throw this pitch together. Go, go get a teeth whitening and uh, pitch the shit out of this. Now, now speaking, the other thing I wanted to highlight, Matt Ray. Uh, maybe this is just brief, but uh, speaking of, uh, you know, there should only be three types of screws. Uh, have you found that uh, you no longer are working on Fridays? Has your uh, has your work re- been reduced? Are you are you no. being unproductive? <laughs> no, it it hasn't. I what I found is Friday uh, usually ends up in the day of as the day of oh, all that crap I thought I'd get done by the end of the week. I, I need to get it done today, and then it kind of bleeds into Saturday. But mm. maybe that's because I'm on some sort of you know weird Australian schedule because. Uh, most of my coworkers, they're still working on my Saturday. You know, my yes. Saturday morning is their Friday afternoon. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm always down for a call on a on a on a Friday afternoon. Now, and then you know, and on Saturday? Mondays, on my Mondays, nobody's around. And isn't so this I'm a like, Saturday right now? Is that right? No, no, this is this is Friday. Still afternoon. a Friday, Friday, late, late okay. Friday, late Friday, and you know, uh, I'll go and uh, after this call, have some dinner, and and then get. Uh, go to bed and wake up and it'll be Friday afternoon. And all the meetings that I wanted to have with people are happening Saturday morning. Right. Well, and, and, and then to be fair, I think you also work for a, uh, you know, a, a startup. So you're trying to, you're trying to establish, you're trying to use productivity to establish value uh, in, in, in the market, which is fine. That's a good idea. I should do that. Uh, yes. Yes. Now, <laughs> now I, I bring this up cause you know, this, the, every week we've got this uh, sorting out, the post-pandemic work ethics, yes. right? I think, I feel like, tell me your sense of this, Matt Ray, but I feel like we're close. We're maybe 12 months out from finally having a ruling on the work from home thing. I think, I think. I think, I think it's done. I I, yeah. I think that, that, that I think it's not coming back, you know? Well, that's we, what we I mean. That's, a, I, th- I think, I think having a rule, I'm, I'm sorry. I think finally we're 12 months out from the editorial desk being like, nope, we're not running that story. That story's dead. Like it's uh, mm. we don't we don't need to go over that again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, it, it's not it's not uh, get, getting enough clicks anymore. No. That meme has has sailed, and uh, now we'll, we're, we'll go on. To, now we'll may, go on to like blaming blaming things on millennials or something. You know, maybe that's, that's evergreen, right? Maybe what we'll see is instead uh, there'll be a story about how because people are uh, working at home. Uh, they have less time to click on news articles and and more time to uh, you know wash dishes or all something. that time spent commuting can now be now be spent clicking on articles. Yeah, yeah. So I think this this uh, I think we might be on to something there. But you know what what I what I think I forget where it was. Maybe maybe in the the Washington Post. 
but uh, there's apparently there's some complaining and and by apparently what I mean is like who knows if there were just five people that a journalist talked to but like <laughs> apparently there's there's some consternation that when you have this work from home it makes it easier for people to goof off on Friday and I think I think mm-hmm. there was there was a quote from some manager that like ah oh, this this working on Friday you know working from home in general people just end up mowing their lawn too much and uh, you know things aren't working out well and as always my position on this is basically i mean it's 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 the uh, a version of the screwdriver problem which is like you know i feel like what has gdp done for me recently right like it's just like at some point all of humanity's investment in gdp needs to have a payoff and that payoff needs to be taking a break right like and it should also become permanent right like we move to the uh, thanks to unions and so forth and so on we move to the 40 hour work week you know, and then also it should be pointed out, a uh, very controversial, problematic figure. You know, Henry Ford was like, maybe if I start treating workers well, they will be employed by me and uh, do better work. Genius and, and insight. And can afford to buy their products. Yeah. I'll, you know, genius insight from the capitalist. Love it. Right. Like, uh, but I feel like at some point and, you know, I finished reading that Ray Dialio book. He, he like walks right up to this type of thinking that maybe us capitalists should stop being rapacious appholes, assholes. <laughs> Although appholes is also don't do that. But, but, like, then, but then he realized he, w- he wouldn't get invited to the next Bilderberg meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He stepped away. One of his major points to just d- do a slight uh, thing into this is, I be- you know, he was basically like, I've studied history. You know, I've got this cycle. And eventually what ends up happening is the rich end up getting their heads chopped off. So let's avoid that, right? I think- I, <laughs> He's like- Meanwhile, in New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) And so, but I feel like we need to have, maybe this is in the next uh, G7 summit or the Davos or Davos or whatever, but there needs to be, and I'll volunteer to chair this. I want to chair a panel that's basically like, uh, like, you know, what's GDP done for me as an individual? Now, most of the people in this room, GDP has done a lot, but let's consider this from every, every human's perspective is like, I actually uh, do not enjoy uh, you know, having to work all the time. So I feel like at some point, uh, we should sort of like get a win as far as uh, things there. And, you know, like really what are we doing in that fifth day? Like, I don't know if we're doing very much. And then if we didn't have that fifth day, would anything really happen? Right? Like, it's sort of like, if we all agree, uh, to not work on that fifth day, I think it'll be totally cool. We'll adapt. Well, and things well, will be well fine. once again, once again, I, I'm, I'm reminded uh, by uh, uh, one of our resident Australians in the chat that Australia has already got this figured out, right? Mm. The good old days before everyone was working from home was at noon on Fridays, you knocked off for the pub. And, right. you know, and meanwhile, uh, the tradies would be like, you know, um, I know I said I was going to come in this afternoon, but surf's up and, you know, surf's up. Right. And, and, so- and apparently, <laughs> let, let me let me look this up. But I had never you can I think it's the, the British word for it, but maybe it also exists with either an O or an E at, at the end of it. But apparently <laughs> there's a word that the British would use that meant like, you know, it's it's some acronym or initialization. I'm sorry for those who are uh, paying attention. That basically means like it's Friday. I'm going to go get drunk, uh, I think, is is uh, what the initialization was. I can't find it now, but. I mean, it's already like an established practice. And I think maybe, you know, it seems like an established practice everywhere that Friday is when you have a long lunch and you do things here and there. 
So I feel like I feel like uh, when we have this Davos summit, um, we should just decide we're going to have the four day work week. Like, why why are we still fucking around? Like, what what are we doing here? Yeah, but then like some over overachievers will take advantage of the rest of us trying to do a four four day work week, and and they'll get two jobs. Yeah, which you know I think that's that's <laughs> great for them. I think I think they should go for it, and they can be the ones that that buy the super yachts and uh, you know top of the line Apple products. My, my wife has been eyeing a super yacht lately, so you know I'll yeah. be working Saturday morning. Yes, well, someone reminded us that the the initialization is poetis. P-O-E-T-I-S. Uh, I don't know what it stands for, but but you got uh, that. Piss off early tomorrow, Saturday. Yeah. Yes, exactly. See, this is a very Commonwealth talk right there. So that's what I, I you know, when when uh, listeners, when you go back to your uh, your big status meetings, if you're in a managerial position, if you're driving strategy, vision, direction, I, I want you to add to one of your your uh, your your corporate strategy. We want to uh, we want to eventually, and by eventually soon. Uh, get down to a four-day work week. That's that's how we're going to uh, attract and retain talent uh, without you know having to actually change the numbers that we have. And I'm sure there is uh, there's some sort of difficulty with the way that accounting works, and uh, we might need a Basel Five uh, to come in or whatever it is and sort this out. But I was reminded I was at an executive dinner in London uh, on Wednesday night. And someone brought up this this great point. They were talking about when you're doing agile, there's you have an annoyance with you know annual finance cycle and accounting. And to summarize what they were saying, they were basically like, but what people don't realize is that you know the rules of accounting and how we do it is pretty much just all made up stuff. Like there's no like <laughs> it's not like gravity. And and so like you can you can just decide to not do it that way. And there's no like no reason. See that well, now I'm I'm. You know, because because usually don't they say thing? What is the, the generally accepted accounting practices? Yes, and 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 the reason those practices exist is because someone was like, "Hey, you know what? We, we don't have to follow these rules." And then yeah. you know you know what happens after you say we don't have to follow these rules? Uh, you've invented um, Web three and. <laughs> But I, I, I feel and NFTs, I feel, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! What if, what if money didn't have to be tied to anything? You could I, just try to make it up. Right? I feel like what, I mean, what I'm, what I'm suggesting is, is humanely accepted accounting laws, right? Not, not, not devious, uh, you know, uh, accounting laws. Just like, <sighs> let's just have, let's just have accounting practices that like focus I, I, on. I do, I do like how how you uh, choose to embrace the goodness of humanity. Yes. And, and just think just think how much more less stressed out people would be, how much gooder they could be if they had an extra day in the week. Right. Like, yeah. like I think I think, uh, you know, measuring. I, I'd actually I'd rather have it be Wednesday. So you uh, go to break one, up the week, too. Yeah. yeah, I think that that, that the, these are all things under if you have a floating day, whatever, okay. whatever works out for you. But I think you as we've learned from the work from home thing, you have to do it company wide. Right. Like you can't have. Because it's too disruptive having individuals choose different things. You've got to all be. That's the compromise. Yeah. Well, but but then the other problem is like, you know, when you're customer facing, you have to be around for the customers. That's true. That's true. But then again, on the weekend, you're just like, sorry, it's the weekend. Right. Like or if you go on vacation, you're like, sorry. Or if you're like in surgery and be like, sorry, I'm in surgery. Right. It's just like, man, things things are fine. Like, I I, I think the world keeps turning. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and for those, you know, for those, uh, anyways, well, 
Speaking of the world turning, the next thing that I want to go over, this is more of a general topic, is I saw yes. that uh, Microsoft has been adding more sovereign cloud stuff, right? And briefly, you know, sovereign cloud, I, I think, I think, well, this is what I want to go over, right? Like the fact that they're adding in sovereign cloud support is fine and interesting, whatever, right? There's two things I wanted to run by you, Matt Ray. One, let me go over them and we can kind of pick the ones, is that in reading through it, it made me curious. At some point... And maybe that point is now. This is the input that I need. Like, I, I don't quite know how people choose between the different public clouds as far as differentiation, because I feel like they probably do pretty much the same thing. Maybe you just type different stuff, right? Yeah, and so like, Right, right. So, so that, that becomes a question of like, what, what, uh, what is the actual differentiation that people have? Now, the second thing is like, I think there is, there's an interesting uh, sort of like, um, what would you call it? Liberal artsy big picture discussion or, or pondering to have about sovereign cloud. And I think, I think maybe the only, here's, here's my theory. We can start with this one. I think the only reason the phrase sovereign cloud even exists is because public cloud is a very uh, American biased technology, right? Because effectively, I don't think you would ever hear an American business saying they need a sovereign cloud. Like we only want to have public cloud that is executing and governed and storing data in the jurisdiction of the United States. Like, because all of public cloud has that, except maybe for Alibaba, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, <laughs> but it's sort of like that is the default. So therefore this concept of sovereign cloud is more revealing of the extreme American bias that you have public cloud with. Because really all sovereign cloud means, all it means is that uh, you're keeping your compute and your data within some sort of, I would argue, non-US jurisdiction. Now, that jurisdiction Probably, may yeah. be like Germany. It may be the EU. It, it could, could be. But, but it, it could even be statewide, right? You're like, oh, hey, oh, California's okay. got some new privacy rules. And meanwhile, in South Dakota, uh, it's it's Thunderdome. So let's you know let's let's keep our data in in, in South Dakota. This or is good, Delaware as, or or somewhere like that, right? As my wife Kim would say, truche. You you uh, <laughs> you, you got that one there. And I think I think that's true. Is sovereign cloud may uh, speaking of uh, federalism, sovereign cloud may become you know uh, pro federal even more so. Cloud. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, think about all sorts of like data that you want to keep immune to. to um, subpoenas and certain jurisdictions well well i'm mean, to, to cite an extreme... you've been outside the u.s for a while cote yes it's, it's getting it's getting yeah, to, to 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 just to just use an extremely controversial hot button terrible issue i mean you got you got the abortion <laughs> problems back in the u.s so you might want a sovereign cloud for uh making sure that whatever whatever uh craziness ensues you can't subpoena like records for things right so uh that could be we might have all the way down I don't know, maybe all the way down to the, the, the homeowners association level. I don't know what level of governance gets slower than <laughs> I, that. I think my HOA is out of Delaware. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so at least down to the, the, I guess maybe the, I don't, we don't really have an Austin like below the city level management, I don't think. But I think other cities might have like boroughs or regions yeah, or something. Yeah. I mean, but, you you get some of that though with like HOAs and 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 uh, municipal utility districts. I mean, yeah, like yeah. my my parents live in a subdivision like that was on the annexation schedule for Austin, and 
Oh man, there's all sorts of crazy stuff. Going so here, like here, poison pilled themselves, and and yeah, exactly. So you could have, you know, there's always the controversy every year, uh, at least once a year, you get a report of how many, uh, how many subpoenas uh, the Amazon ding ding dong bell thing, uh, you know, answered and sent like video. So you could set up a sovereign cloud outside of U.S. jurisdiction or in the jurisdiction of some state, county, or city that disallows uh, subpoenaing uh, like uh, video surveillance stuff. Absolutely. And therefore, you could avoid uh, doing that. So maybe, uh, you know, this might be something the ACLU wants to look into is the ACLU sovereign cloud uh, situation. Now, we've gone way, well, no, this is exactly the kind of thing is like, so basically, I think, I think, What's I mean, it's right there in the name, but you've got this concept of sovereign cloud, which basically just means you want to choose the legal jurisdiction that yeah. your compute and storage uh, is ruled under. And that's pretty much what sovereign cloud is. Uh, well, and, and, and it's interesting that they're making I mean, I, I guess I guess they're making a big deal of it because people were asking for it and they hadn't clarified it before. Right. Mm. And and so, you know, probably they were like, oh, yeah, you know, that that North Virginia data center, that's actually, you know, it's actually not in North Virginia. Some of it's in Maryland or, you know, or, or they had to you know clarify things like that. And, you know, I know I do know of a company that, you know, uh, they send their data to Iceland and the U.S. because, you know, they want to be able to like. If somebody in the U.S. says, you know, hey, you can't have that. They're like, yeah, but, you know, talk to Iceland if you really want it. Mm -hmm. um, so so people have been aware of this now that it's being explicitly offered. It's I mean, I don't I, I it, it's definitely customer driven. And I, I would be surprised. I'd be surprised if you actually. Uh, I mean, because there's already different pricing between availability zones, you know, mm. so. They, they try to send more traffic over to, you know, Iowa because nobody's there um, or, or something like that. So um, maybe it just becomes like a, a checkbox next to your AZ is like, yes, I really don't want my stuff to leave Iowa or, yeah. you know, your, your availability zone of choice. How much they charge for that? That seems a little weird to me. But, well, it's, uh, it's uh, yeah. I mean, if if it becomes pervasive and part of the system, you know, just you can you can charge it. Just a, becomes a feature for it, right? Yeah. It becomes an undifferentiated feature, hopefully. But you know, working abroad, like you know, we do. Um, I definitely know customers are like, well, we can't run on AWS because they're not in our country, or right, you know, right, which right. is why AWS has you know fifty or sixty AZs now, and you're like, why did Malaysia get one? And it's like it's because of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, again, going back to the beginning, right? I mean, it's a very like uh, it's a very like American bias thing, right? The, I think the way to kind of kind of like if you if you know kind of get your mind around it is if you went to every American company and you're like, yeah, well, I mean, all your stuff is going to run in Germany, of course. Like all the American companies would <laughs> be like, like whoa, 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 slow down. Germany, Germany's got won't let us talk about Nazis. Yeah, and just like <laughs> whoa, hey, hold on, right? So it's just like that perspective now. Here's here's a you know we've done a lot of work for the software defined uh, fund uh, here and I think that's good because that means like we're we're generating a lot of ideas so we can only have four day work weeks at the software defined fund but I want to pitch this you you use edge computing to basically deploy clouds 
at embassies and consulates across the world. And also, <laughs> also like trade zones that have a legal status that is not in the country that they are actually in, right? Like I think Look, there's- you're just making more work for the NSA. Now they got to tap a, an additional data line. I mean, come on. And, you know, like I think there's like those weird trade zones in China where like for, oh, yeah. for tax status that like it's actually not covered by Chinese trade stuff. And so therefore, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Well, the says that too. Yeah, yeah. And so like you find uh, and, and like at airports, you find all these weird all the jurisdictions. duty free stores. And yeah. Yeah. And you just get some high. Can speed. I put a can I put a data center in my duty free store? That's what I'm hearing. Exactly. Or like, you know, can you go to the uh, the Chile Chilean embassy and you can run like an edge cloud there that is therefore under the jurisdiction of uh, of Chile, whatever that may be. I don't know if that's good or bad. But then you have you have your if you care about the milliseconds, you have your local access in in the states or germany or wherever it may be located and it's uh, like a big vpn tunnel back to uh right but uh, it's actually geographically like it could be it could be literally (laughs) across the street it could be literally through just a brick wall like right next door there right and then and then you've now then we're gonna go we can we can pass some more room in the united nations building as a separate data center and now this this is this is where we're going to achieve uh, hockey stick growth uh, with this investment. Uh, Matt Ray is like, let me let me blow your mind. What if a server can become a consulate? And so it's just like this one server is actually a legal jurisdiction of Chile. That, you know, United every States. time I hear trusted enclave, that's what I'm thinking. Now and then and then wait. If that blew your mind, let me blow your mind further. What if a container or even a unikernel? <laughs> Is actually a consulate, and that becomes like a legal you, you try to you, you try to connect to the, to the container, and it just says, "Don't tread on me." Yeah, it's just <laughs> like, please uh, do not do not apply here. So that's I think that's I think sovereign cloud uh, combined together with edge computing and unikernels. Uh, we're of course going to need to further some advances in quantum computing, uh, and that's going to be the future of Web three. Is is how things are going to pan out. So <sighs> sounds like an NFT waiting to happen. I look forward. I'm going to have to check in on current Roth uh, uh, IRA investing schemes because I think I need to uh, transfer there are some a few assets. Out there. Yeah. I'm going to have to transfer the assets for this company into that Roth IRA so I can have uh, 800x returns uh, tax free. Yeah, Peter Thiel style. Yeah. Now, isn't that well? I guess even if you had 800 times, you know, 200 times returns, you, well, because you could deal with the penalties probably i don't know all sorts of spreadsheets you could deal with but the problem with all those schemes is like don't you have to wait till you like you're 63 to withdraw the money like i feel like that's uh well you 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 can you can get hit up for taxes uh at whatever tax rate you're at when when you withdraw and then the thinking is you will be earning less money and so the tax is deferred um, until you know you pull it out. Uh, see I don't here, think you actually have to wait till sixty. So. This is okay. Let's go back to our you know the, the what has GDP ever done for me with upcoming podcast series that I'm gonna I'm gonna yes. do. I think. But so here, let's belie the capitalist overproductivity uh, incoherence. Right. So ultimately, what the capitalists want to do is they want to avoid paying taxes on things. So they have this scheme to put stuff in Roth IRAs. And the assumption is that you will be a, you'll have lower income when you withdraw the money. How are you going to have lower income, Matt Ray? You're going to work less. And so the only, so there, the <laughs> assumption to the lifestyle of the the capitalist is already built in that you're going to be working less in the future. And so like Cote, now, Cote, what you're looking for is universal basic income. Oh, the old <laughs> UBI. Yes, 
Yeah. You're just going to argue yourself into circles, but that's where you're going to end up eventually. It's like, you know what? Uh, maybe people should just, you know, have, have some money. I think that's true. I think that's true. And then I think, I think we'll have, we'll have one very brief chapter in the book that says, well, doesn't this imply wealth distribution will be the name of the chapter. And, and the chapter text will say, <laughs> the chapter text will say, slams the book shut and yeah. Yeah. Well, there'll only be one word and one piece of punctuation for that chapter. And it will be, yes, next chapter is, is then you'll turn to, I think is what, <laughs> what we'll see there. Oh, Cote, I think you just condensed Piketty into a, you know, a, a one pager. Oh, Piketty. Is that, do I need to put that on the reading list? Is that going to, oh, is that oh, going to sure. help me out? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, speaking of uh, wealth distribution, something totally unrelated to that is the wealth of knowledge you can get at conferences. There are, uh, in this, there are always many conferences we go over. Uh, I'm working on getting a discount code for VMware Explorer 2022, which is August 29th and 1st. I, I will see if that happens. Uh, that'll be yeah. fine. I it may be limited to the first 50 people who apply for it, but uh, not, it, you should still go and check that out uh, and plan to attend it. As I mentioned earlier, I'll be doing two talks. Also, we're working on this formerly known as VMworld, but I believe unless something goes uh, goes awry, what, what's an Australian word for something going sideways, something getting screwed up? Pear-shaped? Uh, but something uh, fun. <laughs> tits up. Uh, I mean, it's got to um, be something like, you know, the, the, the surfboard really popped into my wing, or it's got to be something like, there's got to be some <laughs> idiom or proverb. I'm sure there is. I'm just not... I'm, it's it's late in the day all right well there's some uh, homework for you i shouldn't be working right yeah anyhow uh i think alex williams of the new stack and i will be hosting at some point some video interviews uh so Good. that'll be fine if, if you're gonna be there you should come by maybe we should set it up so the audience can be in the background like good morning america hold up some signs if anyone is going to be at vmware or vmworld yes. explore uh, you should definitely get in contact with me, and I would love to have you in the back audience, like the Good Morning. I've always America. wanted to see that, like you know, what is it the the cube where they have the plexiglass set up in yeah. the middle of the conference? Yeah, I've always wanted to see somebody like banging and, on the and glass. I, I and I think like, I think you know. I think I I know Alex really well and his his style and humor, and I think both he and I can really get behind. Like we're going to have a live audience back there, just uh, doing doing <laughs> as long as it's not lewd or tasteless. It needs you to be know, but then friendly. you're going to have to hire security, and it's going to have a a, a a list of photos of like if you see this guy, it's going to be yeah. you know. I mean, I know, so. I know, I know. I don't know if we're doing it live, uh, but we'll we'll figure it out. So there's also our friends at that conference. You know, they've got a Wisconsin one uh, coming up July 25th. That's really soon. There's still, yeah. if you go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash 369, you can get discount codes for it. There's a uh, there's also a discount if you want to go to DevOps Day Days LA, uh, which also has Scale 19, <laughs> a great conference we've talked about over the years. There's a discount code DevOps you can apply there. Uh, that's July 29th. And I'll be speaking at the end of August at DevOps Days at Dallas, Fort Worth, August 24th to 25. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that, that's how people uh, uh, refer to calendar months, right? Just 25. It's, you know, the, the, the Commonwealth people do that. They'll be like 25 March or, or the, uh, I think the Continentals do too. Well, that's because they do their dates, you know, day, month, year. Doesn't make. I mean, makes you're, you're, you're just you're just trading. The only thing that makes sense is the old ISO five thousand one or whatever it is. Oh yeah. Know. Every everything else is just nonsense spelled a different way. Like none of it. You are correct. So if, I want my dates. 
year, month, day. Yeah, you're always zooming down to precision. Not you don't you know you don't know whatever. And then of course we have Spring One platform December sixth and eighth. All sorts of exciting things happening. So, uh, you know, I Brandon's not here, so I don't really have bureaucracy to go over. All I want to say is, is that if you want stickers, we give them out for free. You can email your mailing address in wherever in the world it is to stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com. We'll send you stickers. You know, when we record these, we broadcast uh, live and YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. We haven't hooked up LinkedIn yet, but we should do that. And Facebook. You can find out how to watch that. It's mostly at the same time. Thursday night's Amsterdam time. Thursday afternoon, Austin time. What time is that in, in uh, Australia? Friday morning. Friday morning, Australia time. But if you go to softwaredefinedtalk.com, you can find out hopefully how to do all of that. Now with that, Matt Ray, what do you have to recommend this week? Uh, well, um, I, 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 it's still too early to recommend uh, my new uh, network mesh that I got uh, having some internet problems here. So I'll save that one for next week when I, when I can uh, weigh in a little better if it actually worked because it showed up like 30 minutes before this. <laughs> so my real my real pick this week is uh, the Sydney Harbor 10K. Uh, mm. We'll see how it goes, but uh, the route looks nice. Uh, it's it's this Sunday. If you're here in Sydney, um, you can still register. It's not too late. Uh, my my race bib went to the wrong address, so I will have to get there a little early. But uh, Sunday morning, running around Sydney Harbor, it's going to be beautiful. Uh, or it could just be pouring rain and cold. But uh, that's my pick for this week is I'm, I'm running the Sydney Harbor 10K. A little bit of a, a pre-recommendation there. We'll have to have some follow-up to, to see, yeah. see what happens. Well, uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, running season, I guess. Um, I caught the running bug this year for some reason, and I'm signed up for like five different races. So mm. we'll see how it goes. Well, that's nice. Well, my recommendation, also kind of a pre-recommendation, because I have not finished it, is... is uh, I, you know, I'm always on the lookout, not only for complicated, thought-provoking books, but also just for like easy, easy listening books. And, and uh, I got one. Uh, I never really have read the, the John le Carré, like spy books. I think uh -huh. I started reading one at one point. And it was a little too complicated to keep up with things. But I saw one, I think it's the last one he wrote before he, uh, he died, called Silverview, which promised to be kind of just like uh, pretty laid back. And indeed, at least the first two thirds of it are pretty laid back. There's a guy in a bookstore. He started a bookstore in some little sleepy British town. And uh, it's not so bad. Now, it started to get complicated and I'm losing track of what's happening. Uh, <laughs> but they, they, they lulled you to sleep and then they added the complexity and you were already asleep. Yeah. I mean, I think there must have been one night where I was just reading half awake and I kind of lost, literally lost the plot. But yeah. none, nonetheless, it's still like uh, it's still good reading, relaxing at first. Silverview, check check that out. It's uh, good stuff. Well, speaking of losing the plot, we're going to wrap up before we lose the plot yet again. Uh, and uh, if you've been listening this far and don't know what's happening, this has been your software defined talk podcast. This is episode three hundred sixty nine. So if you go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash three sixty nine, you can find links to things we talked about. And I'm pretty lazy, so I didn't put in links to things we didn't talk about because I'm doing the post-production this week. But you should join our Slack channel, which you can also find at softwaredefinedtalk.com. And uh, all sorts of links and exciting things posted there. We've got all sorts of channels, discussions going on in the community. It's a good uh, good thing to do uh, 
throughout the week to keep up with stuff. And with that, we'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. And, and you know what you can do, Kote? Flapjacks. Mm. Yes, flapjacks. Is that what, <laughs> did, in, in Australia, do they call those flappies? I don't know what they call <laughs> Jeffrey Or, or do, they, do they call them something like thin roundies? <laughs> Roundy thins? <laughs> you know, I, 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 I don't know if I've had pancakes in Australia. Maybe they call them carbo jacks. <laughs> I no, they would call them Jackies, right? <laughs>